You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hello, this is Nick Briggs, the voice of the Daleks, and you're listening to Transmissions from Gallifrey, and I urge you to listen, or you will be exterminated! For God's sake, Gallifrey stands! the places you're doing in here. How you've redecorated. I don't like it. Couldn't I just manage with K9? Eh? K9 is a mere machine. He's a very sensitive machine. I'm the doctor. I'm a time lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Casterberus. I'm the doctor. These are my new best friends, Ryan, Graham and Yaz. Hello, everybody. My name is JC Delatore. And I'm Rita Delatore. And this is Transmissions from Gallifrey. Woo-hoo. Episode 3, and we're talking the amazing Rosa episode. And with us, as always, is Dr. Scott Vigay. Scott? Hello, everyone. And, of course, uh, we always do a uh, flashback to the previous episode to see if any of our opinions have changed in the time since we've last seen it. Uh, so, let's jump back real quick to, uh, the Ghost Monument, and Scott, has anything changed for you as of yet? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, funny thing is, uh, not for me either, I mean, what I, uh, said last week still stands. Yeah, and I think I'm right with y'all, uh, I mean, I'm pretty happy with the way that the episode pretty much came up, came about, and it's, it's a pretty awesome episode. Yeah, there wasn't a, there wasn't really enough of anything to really uh, reconsider or or examine further, really. Yeah, I mean, it was just a good old Doctor Who episode. Now, let's go ahead and move on to Rosa, and I gotta say, Doctor Who does historical fiction very very well, but this was for me a masterpiece. It was one of the more engaging, entertaining, uh, poignant Doctor Who episodes that I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, what did you think, Rita? Uh, <laughs> I, I was crying at the end. I, I, or at least I really wanted to cry because I, I feel like I needed to feel her pain. She, this whole episode was so immensely powerful. And I think everybody who's not even into Doctor Who or uh, into science fiction, everybody needs to watch this episode, period. Mm -hmm. Because it speaks loads about what is going on in today's society, what is still going on in today's society, and... And what the hell that they went through back then in the 1950s. Just to get to where we're at now. Yeah. I mean, it's really, uh, you know, when you see it portrayed like that, and of course we've all seen movies about Rosa Parks' life, the life of Martin Luther King, things like that, and... But you, you don't 
really understand, unless you've lived in that time, how bad it really was. And I think this episode did an excellent job on just being able to portray the struggle yep. uh, that these people had to deal with. Yeah. And guess what, people? This struggle isn't over. Things might have changed since the 50s, but racism is still here. Yeah. And it's not going to go away yeah. unless people change and right. continue to change. Let's give Scott his shot. Uh, Scott, what did you think of the episode? Oh, I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, for me, I thought that this was the episode of Doctor Who that they've been wanting to do for a while, but have always kind of at the last second pulled away from. You know, when we had Dr. Jones as a companion, you know, we had an opportunity to address it, and they sort of just sort of jumped right over that issue completely. You know, the doctor usually says, oh, just act as if you own the place and everybody will accept you. And, you know, don't worry about it, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But this was the first time that they really kind of directly addressed it. And it's a very ugly period in history. And what really I think is great is that they wrote it in such a way to where you had honest reactions, but optimism. The only other thing I really wanted to say was that I loved the idea that little actions can be the thing that changes the world both for good or for bad. Yeah, and it's absolutely true, too, because, I mean, uh, just changing Rosa Parks from sitting in that, or sitting in the bus instead of, you know, changing, uh, you know, standing up like she's, quote-unquote, supposed to do, uh, that little act sparked, well, basically a revolution. The civil rights movement. Yeah, a revolution. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I thought that uh, you know when they the when they were telling the story with Graham and he said that you know this is how I know the name of the bus driver and you know told the story of his wife and everything. Yeah, I thought for sure what was going to happen is he's going to end up having to replace the driver and give that name. So oh, you know, right, he, yeah, right. I, so I the, thought that, that that was where they were going with that too. Right, because he's a bus driver, and I, you know, oh, well, don't tell me, I don't want to be X. Well, now yeah. he actually is X, right? I thought that's where they were going, but given the fact that uh, there was going to be uh, persecution afterwards, they really couldn't, so it took a little bit of a turn. But, I mean, you know, I, I thought that that's exactly what they were setting up, you know? Yeah. Now, what did you think of the villain? Uh, apparently, he was from uh, Stormcage. He was a, a con from the Stormcage. I didn't think people actually got out of Stormcage, so that was kind of an interesting uh, development there, right? Right. I, I love the I love the callbacks to uh, Stormcage and the uh, Vortex Manipulator, River, uh, and of course River Song. We all know was uh, imprisoned in Stormcage, so. Well, and she got out all the time. So, <laughs> well, but that's, that's River. River. <laughs> but but beyond that, though, I. Uh, I know the role in which he was playing in the story, but as such, uh, it was just pure hatred. There was no redeeming factor at all with this individual, and so the, the, and they didn't really spend any time or effort to create such one. You know, it, it, you know, the, the point was to show that you know bigotry and hatred could uh, exist in the far future, and right. and that's a little foreboding. And you know, okay, great. I know the role it's playing in the story. Uh, but good villains usually have something that you can connect to or at least think that they're the hero of their own story or something. Right. Here it was just pure, you know, mustache twirling you villain. And so, eh, you know, kind of 
but that was okay because the focus was on everything else that they did so well. Yeah. And I, I guess I just didn't quite understand uh, the villain's motives. Well, he was a racist, and he wanted to, to change history so that the the uh, the civil rights movement never. Happen. Okay, but what did that tie in into his story? That's we, right. We know he had been in Stormcage. We know he had killed 2,000 people in some event. But why did he feel the need after that to go back in time to stop the civil rights movement? What was the tie-in there? They well, never explained well, that. Well, he said at some point that that's where it all began. Yeah, so, but that so, still so, doesn't make w- sense. But you take it to the next step. You know, uh, extrapolate from that. When by him saying that, uh, maybe the people that he hurt or killed were people of color. Okay, th- that's just an assumption that we're making, but it's still something that was never truly it wasn't uh, flushed out, out or it, explained in the episode. And in a sense, I guess uh, it didn't really matter because I mean, like like Scott said, he's the mustache twirling villain, and you know, uh, he's just up to no good. So. Yeah, so right. he he's just a one and done villain who who we'll never see again. And what what did you think of uh, Ryan having to deal with uh, all of the the racism? Like uh, when he picks up the uh, the handkerchief from the from the white woman and then just gets slapped by the white guy. Uh, that really was was something, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was shocking. I, yeah. you know, I, I, it's not something that you would expect. You know, with all the different types of other shows that we've seen that deal with this issue, like the, uh, there's a few episodes of Quantum Leap and the mm-hmm. like, they never were that, if you excuse the phrase, in your face about it. it yeah, but, it, they didn't, well, for lack of a better analogy, slap you in the face with it. I mean, yeah. just like Doctor Who did. I mean, it was very, very poignant that uh, of how the hatred and the racism was there. Uh, I, uh, in fact, throughout the episode, I was actually afraid that they were going to take it a little too far, mm-hmm. and that there was going to be a possible uh, lynching. Oh God, I'm glad they didn't do that because I mean that would have taken Doctor Who, I think, way too far. Yeah, but I, I will tell you right now that scene where uh, uh, Ryan faces off with the bad guy, uh, I was waiting for like. The KKK or somebody, or a cop to show, or up. a cop to show up, you know, and be at, like, "Oh, you're confronting a white guy." Yes, I was totally waiting. Right, for that. and I was terrified for the results of that. What would happen, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it, that's, it's, Sorry, Scott, go ahead. Oh, I think that's the whole thing. It's like the way they they did it. You felt the the terror the entire time mm-hmm. which yes. is great they found a way to make you really feel it and see it and and even though this is only a few episodes into the season and we haven't really had that many adventures with these companions you cared enough yeah, right and absolutely. and i think that that was that was good and i think that ryan's scenes were good ryan and and uh yasmin's uh their conversations were great they were honest and they were heartfelt, and I think that that was really important. And it helped make this episode just feel unsafe, which was great. Mm-hmm. And the scene with the the cop that did go into the hotel room, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of times when the Brits try to, uh, you know, expose the the racist, ignorant Americans, uh, sometimes they go a little bit too caricature with it. Um, but I felt they had the right amount of 
uh, I guess, I, I don't know what the word would be, contempt maybe, uh, for the the Deep South in the 50s, while at the same time not going overboard with the caricature. Uh, what did you think about that, Scott? I agree. I think that that they they did a really great job with this episode. Uh, now, ironically, I think it will be a long, long time before you have a Doctor Who episode that deals with uh, imperialism in India or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so I, 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 you know, it's very easy to hold up a lens to 1950s America, but, but you know, not themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. that's not going to happen very much. In fact, you know, the only time it's ever happened in Doctor Who. Has was what remembrance of the Daleks for one half second, uh, you know, with the yeah, no colors to rent the room or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it will be a long time before the BBC does an episode about British culture in that time period. Yeah. But I think that they did a really really great uh, deal with this one. It just I, I thought that you know they could have gone caricature, but they didn't. Yeah, that's a really great point, Scott. That you know it's very easy to point at another country and say, hey, you look look at how bad you were, but point that lens to yourself and uh it gets a little bit tougher yeah but i do think that it was cool that they pointed out that what happened uh in america sparked a revolution around the globe after all Mm -hmm. they they in england had you know schools named after her and and you know and stuff like that and you know in fact ryan says it you know i'm sorry she was an american you know i kind of glazed over it but you know but that was the the point that it was so important that it didn't matter if it was in america or not so right so, uh, overall, what did you think of the Doctor's handling of the this, of this situation? Because, I mean, there's not really much you can do as uh, a white woman in the, fi- in the 50s Alabama, you know? I mean... Well, but, yeah, but they glossed over that because if they, if they focused on that and on what was going on with Ryan and Yaz, it wouldn't have been as good, I think. Right. You know, there was at one point where the Doctor says, oh, madam, I'm, I'm have to get used to that. But that, yeah. you know, but there really wasn't any super condensation to her or, or anything like that. But what I thought was interesting was it felt to me like a revisiting of uh, the fires of Pompeii. You know, the, the Doctor and the companions had to actually uh, do the wrong thing for the right thing. Right. You know, we can't, we can't uh, help her. We have to, you know, make it so that she actually does, you know, stand get up arrested. for herself. Yeah, yeah, get arrested. We have to, we have to let her get arrested. And, and you know, how hard is that? I mean, you know, so I thought that was very well played out. And I liked the way that the doctor was trying to explain that this is the one time you can't really change history. Right. They didn't say that it was a fixed point in time or anything like that. Right. But they, but you could see where the doctor was trying to, uh, you know, it was kind of like take what the doctor normally does and uh, prevent it. You know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. And, and so I thought it was well done. And that scene on the bu- on the bus at the end was just so poignant, where uh, Graham knows that if if he gets off the bus then the the big moment will never happen and right. him staying on the bus is the reason why Rosa gets arrested and he right. in that one scene where he's like I don't want it to be me you know I don't want to be the one that causes this you know <laughs> right and, and the fact that you know it had to be him uh, I mean just the shame in his voice that it was him that actually caused Rosa to be arrested but at the same time it was a good thing I mean not not a good thing that all that happened but a good thing that it starts you know history down the course that it's supposed to go uh, it was just a, a, a powerful powerful scene I thought yes uh, absolutely extremely and as I was watching the scene 
I was holding back tears mm-hmm. because I was I was so upset for her. Yeah. And just you can't even begin to imagine what it must have actually been like for her Ugh. to refuse to get up, to be arrested for just sitting. Just sitting on a bus, on a seat that should have been yours in the first place. Yeah. And the guy, the the racist bus driver, decides to move the sign, and then suddenly it's not your seat anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I if if I were to make this episode perfect, I would have gotten rid of the the racist from the far future. You could have done this without that, and it would have been a pure historical, really. But you know? at the same time, there had to be a reason why the doctor would stay there. Uh, Th- there had to yeah. be a reason, a catalyst for, for that. why history wasn't going to play out. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Even I would... the Pompeii episode was being affected because of alien intervention. True, and that's why it's not a true historical. I was just thinking, like, they did such a great job with dealing with the, the stuff. I was lamenting the fact that they had to bring in some sort of alien uh, element to make it uh, a reason why the Doctor had to stay. I you know. That's this is a personal note on my point. Yep, sure. Yep, that's what we're here for. All right, so let's go ahead and rate this particular episode because uh, ten. Yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I would be surprised. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely giving it a ten because uh, it wasn't just great Doctor Who. Uh, for me, it was great television, and it was it was gripping. It was it was an episode that just had you on the edge of your seat. How is this going to all turn out? Powerful message. Powerful messages. I mean, it's it was top notch television. I feel uh, like we're watching. You. I, I feel like we're watching Dancing with the Stars, which you, you just got a ten from Len. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a ten from me as well. And uh, if we can have more episodes like this, you know, fabulous, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the only bad thing I would have to say about the episode is just that I thought the villain was a bit weak. Yeah. But aside from that, this episode was perfect. Yep, and I mean, obviously, you can't have this powerful episode of Doctor Who every single week because I think it would drain the audience. I mean, <laughs> you, you gotta have the fun, crazy slapstick adventure as well, too. You know, I mean, well, so sure, no, just... I mean, but those can be well written too. I, you know, yes. I think that the, the writing quality so far has been pretty good. I, I'm a little worried about next week just because it seems to be a modern day episode, but you never know. Yeah, not, not only that, Rita's really worried about it because it looks like it has to do with spiders, and she yeah. does not like spiders. <laughs> I don't know how well I'm going to do with next week's episode. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that no matter how the episode is, I think she's going to give it a one just because <laughs> it has spiders on it. I'm probably going to watch the episode. Take Zequel that night because that's the only way I'm gonna yeah. get to sleep. You'll be watching and it like never the, watch that episode you'll be watching ever it like, again. You'll be watching it like through your fingers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Rita will be recording from behind the sofa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just hoping that Jody doesn't have an episode with clowns anytime soon, or else <laughs> it'll, be, it'll really be a tough season for both of us. Right. Right. Okay, folks. So if you remember. Uh, if you do like this show, uh, please make sure that you rate us on the app, um, whatever app you're using to listen to the show, uh, be it Spotify or iTunes or what have you. Uh, if you really like the show, we would love to for you to give us five stars. If you don't like the show, I think you should probably give us five sarcastic stars. Yep. You know, because that would really teach us a lesson. Right. Right? And, uh, of course... Uh, 
with the transmissions from Atlantis Network, we have a bunch of new shows that are going to be coming very, very soon, uh, including a, a time travel show called Continuum Force, which is a little bit like Stargate meets Doctor Who, as well as a horror fiction podcast called uh, Vampires of Whitechapel, which is going to be a pretty spooky podcast. Uh, we just finished hiring our cast, so we're really excited about that. Uh, things are starting to come together, so hopefully we'll be able to announce an, a release date for those uh, two podcasts very soon. But in the meantime, uh, what you can do to help uh, support these endeavors and many of the other endeavors that we're trying to accomplish with transmissions from Atlantis Network you can actually uh, join us on our Patreon page, and for as little as a dollar, you can actually get access to like behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, interviews that wouldn't be available to the general public, uh, as well as exclusive episodes when those series come out. So there'll be a bunch of cool stuff that you can get access to. Uh, just by uh, joining us on Patreon and donating a dollar uh, and, and just becoming one of our patrons on Patreon. So to do that, all you have to do is uh, go to patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment. And obviously next week we have the Spider episode. I'm not sure what that episode is called. Have they I released an episode title yet, Scott? It's going to be, no, I'm going to have Nightmares episode. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for you, Rita. That's what <laughs> yeah. it's called. Uh, yeah. No, I don't it's know. It's going to be the Somebody Hates Rita Delatore episode. Yeah, the episode is going to be called Rita's Hated Episode. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say, Scott? Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're keeping mum about everything, you know? Yeah. And and that's one thing I, I did want to mention before we go is what about the, kind of the, I guess... Lack se- of episode titles? Yeah, the secrecy that Chibnall's been uh, approaching this season with. Like, he hasn't really told us if we're having a Christmas episode. He hasn't really uh, released any of the episode titles. I mean, uh, we found out about Rosa last week, you know? I mean, so it's like... What's all the mystery? Uh, I, even Moffat didn't go to these lengths. <laughs> well, I, I like it. I, it makes me feel like it's television before the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, where you, there's no expectation that you would know. Yep, absolutely. All right, folks, well, we know this one is a little bit of a short episode, and but you know what? When you have an episode like Rosa, I mean, there's only so much you can really say. I mean, how many times can we say how, how amazing this episode was? Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Save the time, listen to us, review it, and then watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, uh, BBC America's uh, just wrapped up its broadcast of it, but I'm sure they'll be showing it again in a little while, and watch it again, watch it on your iTunes, uh, you know, wherever you, you watch Doctor Who, because this episode definitely deserves multiple watches. I don't know how uh, the British audience is going to react to it uh, simply because uh, it's more of like a, a history lesson for Brits on you know the American South in the 50s but for Americans I think this particular episode is going to be very very powerful so I, I, would, I would hope that the uh, BBC America ratings are, are pretty high and the rewatch uh, is pretty high as well Alright, so I guess that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, And what we always do is uh, give you some salutation on the way out the door. So uh, we always quote the Tenth Doctor, in which we say, Allons-y. Allons-y. Alright, let's go. Scott, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. And we'll talk to you guys next week on Transmissions from Gallifrey.
Thanks, everybody. Allons-y. I should say allons-y more often. Allons-y. Look sharp, Rose Tyler. Allons-y. And then it'd be really brilliant if I met someone called Alonzo, because then I could say allons-y, Alonzo, every time. broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. <laughs>